Hello and welcome to the first Seismic Cinema podcast of 2023. So put your feet up on the infraction pipe, grab a pre-definite amount of popcorn and prepare to abbreviate with us for the next hour. Yep, some fancy dancy words that make no sense for a fancy dancy podcast that also makes no sense. About a movie that makes no sense. About a movie, yes. Uh, I was quite... I was quite sad though, he never did it uh, in Daniel Craig's uh, signature southern drawl that he puts on. Nah, that wasn't that wasn't gonna happen. So happy new year, Paul. We've made it into a new year doing the podcast. Yeah. I almost didn't make it into this new year when I caught that sickness bug. They are. Our listeners don't need to hear the, the gruesome details I, of that. I was in that Ramsey goal away from losing it. <laughs> Yes. Well, um, I'm quite famous. What's that? Well, I'm not quite famous enough. No, we're getting there. Yeah. So, just to introduce ourselves in 2023 to anyone who doesn't know us. So, I'm Colin, but my code name is Daryl. And your you are. Code, your code name, are you a secret agent? Uh-huh. <laughs> Daryl, is that the, the kind of bum that just. Wanders about the beach. Uh, it's his pal that just appears randomly. Yeah. Uh, he's quite quite an odd wee character, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. It just, he just served absolutely no purpose. We're, we'll, we'll get we'll get to him. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, what's, sorry. What's, what's your name? Uh, Duke. Duke Cody. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. David Batista. A.K.A. Drax. And you are Paul. Uh, Paul, yes, sorry. Yeah. So the, the other half. Was that the other half? The other, other half of seismic cinema. Yes, one half's not complete without the other. So you can probably tell from the title, and we're going to be reviewing uh, Glass Onion, a nice mystery. And um, it was originally going to be The Law Abiding Citizen, which is a film we both like. But we, I think, just with the timing of this film coming out, and I think it was one that we were both planning to check out it just made sense to to have a discussion about it yeah and i don't think we've done that kind of a murder mystery kind of movie yeah so just something a bit different than our usual so with that uh, in mind what we're going to do is do this in a bit of a weird order we're, we're first of all we're going to do what we've we been watching because it's been a while since we caught up in that regard uh, but we're going to start with fun facts and easter eggs about the film and then got onto the plot. So we thought we would honour the movie in that way by having an even more unstructured structure than usual. <laughs> yeah, structure is not a strong point, so this should be good. So <laughs> this plays into our strengths. So, Paul, you said just in our preamble that you've not really been watching a lot, probably because you've not been well, but anything you've been checking out over the last few weeks during our hiatus? Uh, well, actually, when I was looking... My Netflix history there. Um, I'd started watching The Sandman. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, because I remember uh, John Wesley talking about it when he was on from the Sense of Shell podcast. He'd been talking about it because he's watching, he'd been watching it and um, reading the graphic novels, I think he said. Uh, and I'm about three quarters of the way through it. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. There's like good episodes where it's like really, like really good. 
And then there's like some slow episodes where it's like, I don't actually know what's going on or what the purpose of it is. But like overall, I'm quite enjoying it. I just need to kind of persevere with it to get to the end, I think, which is a glowing endorsement. Yeah, as usual, you're not really selling what you're watching, but <laughs> uh, to be fair, like I was like dying on the couch when I was watching it, so I, I probably not enjoyed it as much as I should have. If it's one I've got at the back of my mind to maybe check out at some point. Yeah. Is there anything else you've been checking out? Movies or shows? Mm, Scarlett's been picking a few movies. We watched um, an old Tim Allen movie called Santa Claus. No, it wasn't that. Um, for richer. Or poorer. Mm, not seen it. Yeah, basically, like this property developer and his like, I think is she like a model or something? And basically, their uh, accountant screws them and leaves them with a big IRS bill. And uh, the IRS are after them, so they go to live in a Amish community. And like when they absolutely like so fish out of water, but they pretend that they're like some distant cousin of some people that live there. Uh, and then over time, they kind of learn to like live the way and like integrate into it, and actually have a pretty good time and uh, like benefit the community. And it's actually quite a kind of a nice movie if you mm-hmm. want. Um, so yeah, I'll probably check it if you're looking for like a kind of hour and a half movie just to kind of feel good chill out movie I'd watch that I love an hour and a half movie yeah oh how long was this movie actually Glass Onion that's this was about two hours wasn't it uh, but you know it's like the credits you normally take up a large chunk of the runtime, so it's probably yeah. right about just over two hours yeah plus it's like like you're saying earlier on before the call it's like the movie restarts itself at some point so it's like two movies in one Oh, you're jumping the. Sorry, sorry. You're jumping sorry. the gun like uh, Benoit Blanc at the dinner. Now you're jumping the gun, jumping the crossbow. I've got a few things uh, I've been watching, which I thought I'd fill you and our listeners in on. So I'm treating Superstore like my kind of long term one. I just kind of dip into it when I've got some time. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. It's funny. Um, like, did you not see you watched a bit of it? Uh, I did back in like ages ago when it first came out. Um, see the guys in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Got it. He can walk. In real life. In real life, he he is not wheelchair bound. He's some actor then. Yes, because I watched. I was actually watching an R series called The Recruit that's just out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in that, and I was like, "That's a guy from Superstore. He can walk." <laughs> So yeah, I'm still enjoying that. Um, my guilty pleasure show, uh, kind of three quarters of the way through season three of Emily in Paris, which are quite enjoyed. Right. I've never watched that. It's good. I like the kind of business side of it, and I've obviously got a soft spot for Paris as well. Or do you go, oh, I've been there, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's why I proposed. It is generally good. I do that once an episode. It is actually a really good show. Um I've been re-watching some of the episodes of Black Mirror ahead of doing the ranking with James next week. Hopefully you can join us if you get your skates on. And I've been really mm-hmm. enjoying that. It's quite a heavy show. So, yeah, it's, it'll leave you with some thoughts and some 
feelings. Well, maybe not feelings on your part, but never mind. Um, no, what I mean? You're cold and indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you've been like you've been lighting up a bit, haven't you? Uh, try to be, try to be. New Year, new me. <laughs> Me and Alien watched the first three episodes of 1895, the sequel to Dark, the German Is it not, one. Is it not 1899? I'm sure it's 18... Is it 1895? I haven't even watched it, and I'm pretty sure it's 1899. Is it? Yeah, is it 1895 or 1899? The show we watch, the boat. 1899. Oh, maybe you are right then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, we watched from a bad batch, which I mentioned. This isn't a show I've started watching, but one I plan to watch because it's got quite a good write-up and quite a good premise. Is a uh, Outer Banks. You okay, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. So do, I might do, you that. do you want a spoiler for eighteen ninety nine? No. It gets ca- cancelled for season two. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so if it ends on a cliffhanger. You won't ever know. <laughs> That's really hyped me up for the rest of the season anyway. Hey, you can start a Facebook page and be like, save 1899. <laughs> or 1895. Is that not the one that Neil Boyle did or was that a different one? Oh, his is like 17, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> 1694, I can't remember. Oh, well. All right, so with our weird structure... Let's get into the fun facts, the Easter eggs, and then we can get into the actual movie itself. Yes, sir. Let's do it. scribbles that I won't be able to read, but I'll try my best and I'll try and enlighten our listeners and viewers. Sounds good, my man. Sounds good. And I'll pipe in with my IMDB page I've got open here. <laughs> well, I, I've i mentioned you at the start. I went through with a lot of detail the Wikipedia page for Glass Onions and I looked at a BT article uh, and I looked at was the other one I mentioned. Uh, bustle, bustle. Yeah, I want to give these guys their credit. Also, I watch um, YouTube videos like Screen. Is it Screen? What are they called? I should probably remember their name. The ones screen that break down Screen. I would just say it was Screen Rant. Um, they're probably not watching anyway. So, um, <laughs> there's a couple of YouTubers. Screen Crush. There it is. Oh, they, okay. they they go into these movies with a lot of detail that and knowledge that we don't have. So yeah, th- credit to all those people. And credit to myself for actually spending the time to watch and read. Oh, nothing like you can back to yourself. Right, let's start out with what you've got then. So what are your fun facts and Easter eggs? Well, uh, the one that, I don't know, the one I just find the most random and bizarre is um, the hourly dong. <laughs> right? It's, it's just Jason Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I had that one. It's so weird. Like, what a <laughs> random. Like, imagine, I like. Quite, I think he's quite pally with Brian Johnson. Yeah, I think he's been, like, in, like, every one of his movies or something, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in, I think he had a voice, a vocal 
cameo in Nice Out? Aye, on the radio or something. I was like Detective Hardcastle or something. I, di- I didn't even remember. Or Hardblock or something. Uh-huh. And also, he was like an alien in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. I like when yeah. directors have like their pals in films and stuff. I think it's quite cool. Yeah, it's so weird. I wonder how much you could paid for it. I might be like, yeah, uh, Joseph, Joey boy, I've got a wee, uh, <laughs> wee gig for you. All you need to do is go, dong. <laughs> it's quite memorable though, isn't it? Hey, if you think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, dong is memorable, then fair enough. There's a, a loose Star Wars connection in that Daniel Craig was also a stormtrooper in Force Awakens. So it was, wasn't it? That's right. The one, the one that had Ray captive. The one with the weak mind. Mm-hmm. We got so, Yes. So we've uh, played bingo on that one. Have you got any other ones? Oh, hey, we're not taking a turn about. I don't want to shoot my shot. I'll one go. Well, do you want a fun fact or do you want an Easter egg? Um, fun fact, me. Ryan Johnson really didn't approve of having a nice out mystery in the title because he wanted it to seem just like a standalone movie that just happened to have the same actor so he wasn't very keen on that it was the studio that decided that i did see that actually because it says too many things try to serialize now don't they Uh, so he wanted it just to say glass onion yeah to be fair though like see like just glass onion by itself it doesn't really grab as a film title I I wouldn't have immediately thought to pick it up if I hadn't known it was linked to Knives Out. Yeah, and I'd only just seen Knives Out the week before this came out as well. So, um, have I got much? Did you have me my DVD back? Yeah. Yes, I did. I gave you that back and um, us as well. Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah, your turn. Uh, what else you got? I had something about Miles Braun having Paul McCartney's saying he had Paul McCartney's uh, guitar at the start, but it was like the wrong way around. It was like a right-handed guitar, but Paul, Paul McCartney's left-handed, and as if like. Um, <coughs> but then I read somewhere that it's not an intentional goof because, spoiler alert, Miles Braun detected. <coughs> The tech genius is an idiot, so he might just not have known that. He might have just been in like totally inept and had the guitar the wrong way around, or mm-hmm. had the wrong guitar and wouldn't even know about it because he's so stupid. So it's not that, really. That leads me on to another point, which is somewhere in my notes. Where is it? There's a. It's called Roth Rotho painting. So there's a painting that. Um, Mills Brown had that was quite important, uh, but he'd hung it upside down, which showed he didn't actually know anything about art, uh, just like he didn't know anything else. To be fair, though, it's uh, to hang important art upside down is that not pretty edgy? Is that not what all cool kids do these days? <laughs> also, I've also worked out why me and Alien couldn't find the Mona Lisa when we were in Paris. <laughs> We were getting absolutely slaughtered by my family because we went to the museum and we couldn't find it. 
we looked everywhere and couldn't find it. So it must have been in Mills Bronze um beachside mansion. Yes, the island. No. That's I cause oh that was I cause it was it was the real one they had, wasn't it? They had on loan. That's right. The movie's, the movie's set during the pandemic, which was quite interesting because they referenced it quite a few times. Yeah, it was weird going back to seeing people with masks and like Zoom calls and stuff. Like uh, when uh, Blonk's having like his Zoom call and he's playing Among, Among Us with uh, yeah. Angela Lansbury and Stephen Son Sondheim and that was like their last no, appearance you had, Because you hadn't done your research. I see you're playing, you're hustling me here. Oh no, I, I, I knew that before. Um, Aye, so the oh, two of the people on the oh, Sorry, on you go. On you go, on you go. There's nothing, I was yeah. going to ask a super question. The people that you mentioned, um, I read that they actually died before the film was released and that the film was dedicated to um, those two actors. Oh, actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angela Lansbury, yeah. She was and Murder, Steve, She Wrote in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Stephen Sandheim. Sandheim, yeah. So there was also uh, Serena Williams. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, what book she was reading? I was a, was that a book that was referenced in Nights Out? Yeah, Gravity's Rainbow. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I pretend that. I wouldn't pretend that I noticed that when I watched it. I did read that one as well. Yeah, I'd read that one this summer as well. Uh, but it's quite it's quite funny. Was that you did do your research? No, I, I think I just read read it somewhere like on the passing. Um, because like, it was quite funny as well seeing Serena. Was it Serena or Venus? Serena. 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 And like she's just like on call 24-7 at that gym and nobody uses it. Mm -hmm. Just sitting there um, reading that book. Yeah, it was, it was quite cool actually seeing it kind of played out during the pandemic. Another name that was on that um, Zoom call, I actually recognised it more from the Simpsons episode rather than basketball. Karim Abdul Jabbar. All right, okay. <laughs> Do you remember everything, that everything, everything circles back to the Simpsons, doesn't it? Do you remember the episode when they had the kind of all-star baseball team? Baseball team. It was baseball, wasn't it? I thought you said basketball. Um, was that he, the... he was a he was a basketball player. I don't know if he played baseball as well, but he was one of the ones that the power plant recruited. Is that the Springfield Isotopes? I can't remember. Never was Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, all, is, there not, is there not one that drinks like radioactive juice or something, and his head grows really big? Was that a Daryl Strawberry movie? It might be. Yeah, and there's a song that. about it, and it's like. I can't remember how it went, but there was a song at the end of the film all about all the injuries that they sustained. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, tangent, ten, first tangent in 2023. Um, so any other... Plenty more. Any, any more that you picked up? I picked up myself. Uh, probably not, no. Um, excuse me. Uh I was going to say, what is that? See that drink that they drink, the alcohol one? It's like kombucha. Mm -hmm. 
What is kombucha? I'm not sure. Because the supermarket, Morrison's just started selling it, and I'm interested, but I don't really want to buy it. But <laughs> we can buy it for that um, planned dinner night we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not an alcohol, though, so. You know. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine with me. But no, I'm out, I'm out of Easter eggs and that, so it's down to you. Your list is now prevalent. Right. I just wrote down a load of scribbles, so we'll talk through some of them, then we can get into the film itself. So. Um, there's quite a few MCU links in the here. Drax. So Drax, yep. Uh, uh, Edward Norton was the Hulk. Yes, I didn't. I didn't recognise him at the very start because obviously, the Incredible Hulk was so long ago that he's obviously aged. Not in a bad way, he looks good, but. He's looks a wee bit different than he did back then. Yeah, and he's a wee bit kind of more on the kind of whimsical side in this one. Usually he's quite serious roles. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I keep, I've forgotten her name, but there's also the one that plays Agatha Harkness in One Division. Uh, Catherine Han. Yes, and quite a poignant one at the moment. Um, there's a few mentions for Jeremy Renner. Oh, because the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. And that's some some reference to. Was he on some show and he got hot sauce in his eye or something like that? Mm-hmm. I'd like to. He would never in a million years be listening to this, but I would just like to send Seismic Cinema's best wishes to. I'm assuming you've heard of what happened to Jeremy Renner. Oh, who hasn't? Uh, pretty brutally. Aye, aye, because uh, there's so many rumours flying about that he got like his legs run over and all that kind of stuff, and then it was like blunt force trauma to the chest and all that. But he looks pretty, he looks pretty messed up in his Instagram posts. But yeah, hopefully he's feeling better because we need more Hawkeye in our lives. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye was great, wasn't it? Still finish it. Still got two episodes. Ah, well, it's, it's good anyway. Um, more of a link to Nice Out, but obviously uh, Chris Evans was in Nice Out as well. Yes, yes, another kind of tie-in. Um, just trying to see. I thought this was quite interesting. Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig, and the other producer Bear Bergman, I think, they earned a hundred million dollars each from doing this. That's no bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a budget of forty million. And it's made. But it says it's only made fifteen, but it was only in the. Do you know how they released it in the cinema for like a few days or a week, and then yeah, yeah, Netflix. <clears throat> I wouldn't even expect it to make any money, really. Yeah. So, used, Nice Out was produced by Lionsgate, but Netflix bought the rights for $469 million, um to make two sequels. So, we're going to get at least a third one. Okay. Nice. And um, Netflix outbid both Apple and Amazon for the rights. So, it's obviously quite a sought after property. Franchise. Yeah. Uh, what else did I find? Um, possibly. I'll get to him in a second. Um, it was filmed in, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Spet, an island called Spetses in Greece, hence my Greece talk for those watching. Uh, and some of it was the New York scenes were filmed in Belgrade. But different, but okay, sure. <laughs> uh, this, this is one I, I, I clocked it, well, it was probably quite obvious, but I, I did clock it, but it's interesting how it came about. 
Uh, did you notice that Ethan Hawke was in the film for like two minutes? Yeah, I did that. When I seen him, I was like, oh, nice. He's like <laughs> everything now. And then I thought he was going to appear later on in the film. He just never did. He never came back. So I've got a bit of insight into that from doing my reading. Um, he was filming Moon Knight in Budapest, and he just came over for the day to Greece to film it. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool, actually. So it was actually happening at the same time as Moon Knight, so I quite like that one. Um, what else did I find? I quite like, and it's probably just a staple of kind of action sort of movies, but the kind of Hot Fuzz reference with the the kind of the journal stopping the bullet and like the fake blood and things like that. Oh god, it's such a staple. It's so it's so tropey that stopping mm-hmm. the like so basically if he shoots her anywhere else, movie over, dead, <laughs> done. Mm-hmm. Um, just re-watching it uh, Duke obviously did mention the pineapple allergy but I think we saw that in the movie as well um, Daryl, my character here is played by a guy called Noah Seg, Seg- I can't read my name here Segel, it's either Sega or Segel Something I guess like Segel, I don't know um, he's also apparently in knock, in knock, in knocked up uh, nice out there's a guy called Trooper Wagner what do, what do you mean apparently he's in most of the movie? I don't know. I, I've not seen Nice Out in quite a while because you watched it like a couple of weeks ago. I've not watched it in like You know like you know like Ben Blanc and you know like there's a two de- there's two detectives in the case. He's one of the two detectives. Do you know that way though if I rewatched Nice Out now I would recognise him from this? Oh yeah, instantly you would instantly. Because I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, um, it's funny he's just clean shaven and uh and knives out and then we see this, he's just like a, a total like beach bum hobo kind of looking guy he just walks through every scene going I'm not here, I'm not here I really liked that was actually something I w- would have mentioned anyway I really liked his character I, I thought it was just really funny that this guy was just there because he was his pal and there was a scene where he's just like chilling with Daniel Craig at the very end Aye. Um, having cigars I quite enjoyed his character um, but again that's straight into the movie which we'll get to, I promise um, it was filmed in Greece because Ryan Johnson had was just really keen to get back abroad during the I pandemic to Summer Sunny I will just make a movie uh, Summer <laughs> Sunny yes um, it was inspired by a few different films Evil Under the Sun which I've not seen The Last of Sheila which I've not seen but um, like things like Death in the Nile as well because it's like a kind of group of people going away a kind of holiday there's a murder mystery yeah. uh, i really like death on the nail this is a real genre of um film that i'm really into these days oh yeah mind i was saying like we never do murder mysteries and we'll actually like death in the nail oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's an easter egg within an easter egg um a wee bit about the title so glass onion essentially is like something that's hidden in plain sight um, they chose the word glass. This bit's quite cool. They chose the word glass because it's clear, so like the answer is obvious. But he also just looked for songs that had um, that in their title. And Glass Onion is a song by the Beatles. You probably already knew that. Yep. And it's played at the end of the movie. Uh, Ryan Johnson's cousin, a guy called Nathan Johnson, he scored the film and Nice Out and Blooper. Um, there's going to be a Blu-ray with extra features, 
potentially. Okay. Which um, I will borrow for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think. The dead, the Daryl character apparently was a kind of red herring after someone called Cato Kylan, who was a witness in the O.J. Simpson trial, who stayed at his guest house the night before the trial. So the character was based on something that happened in real life. Um, yeah, because when he was there, I was just like, why is he? Why is he? Why is he there? Like, why is he just wandering about? He must have something to do with something. Yeah, I didn't really think of him as like an actual threat. I just thought he was like a funny extra. <laughs> and another bit I read was the Benoit Blanc reading a puzzle book in the bath, which is, and it says on the cover, uh, basically, you need to work out what order the puzzle goes in, which was like foreshadowing about the movie's structure. Right, okay. Uh, last couple, Elon Musk inspired um, the main character or one of the main characters. <laughs> only ever so slightly yes and Kaylee Kuoko from Big Bang Theory almost played uh, Birdie she was oh, just... I, don't, I don't know if she'd be able to pull it off I think Kate Hudson done an amazing job she was annoying though did you not find her annoying bet, that was the intention obviously but I found her quite annoying I thought she was just I thought she was just so funny I thought she was the kind of highlight one of the highlights in the movie actually interesting she was one of the things I didn't like as much but <laughs> Um, Miss Birdie J, and that's me. So, thank you to Wikipedia, thank you to BT, thank you to Bustle, Bustle, and thank you to Screen Crush, Screen Crush, and Ryan Airy. That's the guy's called. So, yeah, anyway, that's uh, for some background. I'm not going to do this much research every week, by the way, because it's quite I... refreshing. What's that? It's quite refreshing. What? Doing actually doing some, yeah. You doing some homework for once? I felt about what I can. I didn't really take that long at all, honestly. As usually, as usually, at this point, you're going, Paul. I don't really remember much about the movie now. <laughs> well, that will come once we start talking about the movie. So I've watched it once, and then I rewatched half of it, and then ran out of time. So that's where I'm at. What about yourself? Yeah. Uh, I think I've watched it. Uh... One and a half times, and I watched the kind of last twenty minutes rushed, just because mm. I couldn't remember how it ended because my brain hurt. Right, we'll get to scores, seismic scores, at the very end. But what were your kind of overall impressions of the film? Uh, yeah, I would say fairly positive. Um, I thought it was a kind of middle of the road kind of movie. Like, I think it was. Very stylish looking, um, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like a lot of depth to it. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Like, I enjoyed it enough to want to do a podcast on it and have quite a lot to say about it, but I didn't leave it feeling like it was one of the best films I've seen this year or ever. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something I would happily rewatch. But I would need to watch Nice Out again to see which I prefer. Yeah, because like when I was watching it, you know, like when you you watch something, you're like, oh, that was like a really clever twist, or like, oh, that was like I never thought of that. I was just watching it going, I was kind of a bit like kind of underwhelmed by everything that was going on, and it seemed to take a long time for stuff to happen. I think I liked the first. I think I liked it before. 
I think I liked it better before the reveal. Yes, I would say so. When it was just a straight up, because like you didn't know who was gonna die, because like also it was like Miles Braun Salt wants to do a murder mystery weekend, solve my murder. So traditionally, you're thinking somebody's gonna murder him. And yeah, you I, thought, I, I thought he was gonna get murdered, and I was quite looking forward to the act. We never really got because obviously. Benoit solved it within five minutes. Um, so I'm, I was actually kind of gutted that I didn't get to see the actual murder mystery. Yeah. Oh, you, you got to see the fake arrow and the blood spurting out. That was about it. However, we do know that um, Ryan Johnson loves uh, subverting expectations. As we do. That we do. I'm sure never talk about it again. Last Jedi. <clears throat> I like Last Jedi. No, eh, no. We should do a Last Jedi podcast, though, just for discussion purposes. We should do. I was actually listening to um, the Star Wars Skinny. They did one recently, the last couple of weeks, on the Last Jedi. I was listening to that today, and God, they loved that movie. And I was just sitting there going, "I hate that movie." <laughs> this is this is tangent number two. So. Sorry. I think because we're purposely making this quite unstructured, I think we should throw a curveball and do our seismic score now and then discuss the film further. Cool. Right, okay. Take, take so a second. What about a 10? Out of 10. 10 seismic stars. Cool. I would say... Right, we'll do it. One, two, three. Right. One, One two, three, seven. Six. So you went seven, I went six. I think six is a bit harsh. I think it was a better film and had more layers, like onions have layers, as Shrek always said. Um, mm -hmm. I get more to it than that, than six. But it's your opinion, so. Yeah, no, it's, like, like I was saying, I, I did like it. I thought it looked good and I thought it was acted well. I just thought like the overall story and what actually happened was basically what Edward Norton killed Duke, tried to kill Andy, and that was it. That was like an overall thing. Right, let's let's dive a bit deeper then. So let's not do the classic blow by blow analysis, but just kind of start from the start and just loosely talk through what happened and our opinions on it. Cool, 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 cool. So Starts off with the puzzle boxes, doesn't it? Did that not remind you a lot of um, Escape Room? It did, actually, yeah. Yeah, it did. Although, see, if it was me, I would have no... I would even. I would never even got past the first puzzle. <laughs> I know. The stereograph. They all found it quite easy, didn't they? Well, no. Duke's mum found it easy. It was really embarrassing. I didn't realise that was Drax until, like, the credits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because it doesn't really look like him because he's not blue. <laughs> but other than that, his face looks the same. <laughs> and his body tape type's the same. And his lack of hair is the same. Apart from that. So, aye, that just totally reminded me of um, Escape Room, which is a good movie for anyone who's not seen it. The first one. Yeah. By the way, talking about Dave Bautista, how weird does his head look? Didn't really pay his head that much attention, to be honest. Yeah, next, next time you're looking at it or just watch it, see when there's like a close up of him, just look at the top of his head. 
he's it's like a testicle. It's just wrinkly. It's as if and I, I read up on it, and it's apparently because when he used to do wrestling to make like blood, like when he were fighting to make blood, they'd like cut their heads, so like blood would pour out quicker. So that's why his head's all kind of like scarred. It's really weird. Next time you watch it, have a look out for it. I'll be sure. I'll be sure to check that out. So they get the boxes, and then eventually they all meet up, and there's a lot of awkward mask mask wearing or lack of mask wearing. Oh right. I, see, when you said masks, I was thinking like you know, like masquerade ball kind of masks. No, no. Um, yeah, that, that was done. Yeah, that was done intentionally because the Claire, the politician, was doing the, the classic, just covering your face with your hands. Um, was it Birdie that was wearing the one that, was it Lana Del Rey wore at the, some kind of award ceremony? Oh, was it? I thought it was just like see-through. It was like nothing. It was like a, mm. it didn't have any uh, fabric to it written. And Drax just wasn't wearing one at all. No. But then Ethan Hawke turns up with his uh, magic squishy squish. I was like, yeah, you're good. That was one of my favourite parts of the film when Ethan Hawke showed up. Yeah, it was just a, such a weird wee cameo, but it was pretty cool. Um, so, did you like Did you like Hugh Grant's uh, cameo? I uh, was that Benoit's husband. Oh, partner, husband, I wanted to. It, did you? It was quite good, obviously, because this film can be viewed in two different ways. There's the first time you see it, and then there's when you see it. What, when you watch it again, once you know the twist. Uh-huh. So is there anything you noticed on the kind of initial meeting of the characters that kind of felt different the second time around? Uh, I don't think so. Did something twig for you? No, it's just obviously when Miles is meeting Andy on the beach. Oh, right. That's, aye, aye. that's, that's different when you know that he thinks she's dead or knows she's dead. Yeah. So the whole time, like, Miles knows that Andy's dead. So I don't know. See if that was me, you'd be like, he plays such a straight face all the time. It doesn't seem to be phased by it. Hmm. And like, he's not. Uh, like, I would be thinking, like, what the hell? How she alive? This, that, and that. Next thing, like, he just seems so like kind of like non-phased that this person that he allegedly killed was on his island. I thought that he maybe think maybe he knew about the sister and he just kind of thought maybe he knew that it was the sister or do you think that he thought she didn't die? I don't know. I thought that he knew something. Well, I thought he knew that he killed her. Uh, and this was maybe something like a sister or something, but mm-hmm. maybe just playing out to see what she wanted or uh, I don't know. It just seemed a, a bit of a weird choice that, like, if you'd killed somebody and they just appeared, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. I know. I thought he'd, he'd maybe be working in the background to come up with a plan to eliminate her or kind of silence her. Yeah. No. I know what you mean. Um, but I definitely did. I, I don't know. I did like the second watch through because you kind of know, you kind of pick up all the wee kind of clues and stuff, and all the wee bits, bits that are said, and then they come like the foreshadowing kind of thing. 
See the bit where um, what's Drax's character called? Uh, Duke. Oh, Duke. It's right in front of me. Um, when he, you know, he keeps getting all the the text alerts and he's like, you've got a text alert for movie? Um, <laughs> so he gets the text saying that Andy is dead mm-hmm. and then he shows that to Miles and he basically is using it, the information as a bargaining chip to get onto the the show he Alpha wants to get onto. Yeah, yeah. Alpha News. And then he kind of hides the phone from Whiskey. Yes. When she tries to look at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so everyone's kind of trying to just protect their own interests because uh, like Claire and the, the scientist guy, they're always quite close, chatting away and conspiring. Yeah. I didn't think, see the chemist, I didn't think he really did much in the movie. Uh, he was pretty, pretty low key. Lionel. I Lionel Twasson. Twasson. Because there was another one. The I wrote all the names down. Is it? Because I can't read it right now. Oh, Peg. Peg. Yeah, she didn't really have a massive part in the movie either. Uh, she was quite funny though. Try to keep Birdie in check because Birdie has a terrible uh, history of tweeting things that were inappropriate without knowing. Child labour or something like that. Sweatshops. Uh, thought <laughs> sweatshops were a place for sweatpants from head. <laughs> you can imagine people out there that act that are actually like that. Uh, no, she did. She was quite realistic. Um, I liked the the. I I did like the concept of calling it the glass onion and the fact it's obviously all about well something in plain sight but obviously as we mentioned shrek earlier the fact that there's layers to the mystery and it was also named after a pub that they used to go to yeah i'm not gonna lie see i did like no reading up on this before i watched it and uh i thought the glass onion was going to be like a jewel like a heist right i was like oh okay different i didn't i didn't really know i i thought it was maybe something to do with the see the boxes they got yeah I thought it was going to be something to do with that. There was a... No, this escaped me. Oh, jump in quickly. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, see, at the end, you know, like when she finds... So basically, the whole thing is that Andy and Elon Musk, I mean, uh, Miles Braun. Miles Braun. Yeah, they wrote, they wrote their idea for this groundbreaking company on a napkin. Mm-hmm. And Andy finds the original that she wrote in Miles's office. See that um, that um, napkin? You would protect that with your life. And yet she just allows Miles just to go like flick a lighter up at it and set it on fire. There's Generally, no I can't remember what movie. It was a Wolf of Wall Street where there's a contract. Does he not like sign up to something when he's really drunk? On a napkin, and it's quite a big plot point. Could be. I can't, I've not seen. Uh, I think I've, I've not seen Wolf of Wall Street since we went to see it in the cinema with Neilfe. Did we see it in the cinema? Yeah. I've been on a lot of cinema trips. I've forgotten about. Yeah, that was years ago though. Mm, good movie though. It was um, a good movie. 
Uh, now nah, you would think that last scene was it got a bit out of hand when they started just smashing all the the glass sculptures and the Mona Lisa goes on fire and the place blows up. It was quite a chaotic ending. Yeah, it was a bit kind of. I don't know. I felt like the end got a bit rushed. Like it came the reveal of Miles killing Duke and trying to kill Andy, and then it was just like. He gets rid of all the evidence of uh, Andy owning the company, and so Andy's sister just goes crazy and blows up the place. Helen. 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 Yes, that's right, Helen. Um, Is there anything you noticed? Like, did you anticipate the the twist, or was there anything you spotted that when they, do you know how they revealed like what actually happened? later on or how it appeared differently was there anything you spotted earlier on in the film that became relevant later uh, I don't think so um, no when I watched that I was quite I wasn't confused I was just kind of like eh because I didn't realise that Benoit and Helen were in league with each other throughout the movie which I thought was pretty cool. I like that. Like it is, it's quite a clever movie in some respects, but I think it lets itself down in some places as well by just taking like kind of easy option out. So it has all this kind of clever setup, and then when it gets down to it, it's just like, oh, it's Miles, and he's a bad man, and we always know he's a bad man. And I was kind of let like down in the sense of like I thought, like see when they. You know, there's the big reveal that Miles is an idiot. Uh huh. I was quite, en- I was quite enjoying his kind of rousing speech. You know, when he was talking about the disruptors, and he was saying yeah. how like all these different people had like changed the industry that they work in. I was, I was feeling quite inspired by it. And then later on, you're like, "Nah, he's an idiot." All right, okay. So <laughs> that, that, that he just says a lot of words. He says a lot of words, and they don't. They sound good, but they don't make sense. Just like us. That's pretty much us for like 15 15 minutes. This this one's a good one for us to start the year out with because it's actually very similar to how we run and record our podcasts. Chaos, or tearing the system down, (laughs) disrupting disrupting people's listening pleasure. I mentioned earlier, or I said to you, I was like, is there anything you noticed? I noticed Miles with the phone in his back pocket the first time round. Oh, right, okay, I didn't, no. I clocked that. Um, did you notice Miles drinking the wrong drink the first time I round? Didn't, I didn't either, no. No, I didn't notice that one. Um, what else was there? Oh, it's even Andy, it's even Miles shoots Andy through the window. Mm-hmm. Like how did like Benoit know that he ran away after he shot the gun? Because like see if he just shot the gun and just stood there and watched for like I don't know, a few seconds. He'd have been like seen Andy and Benoit like talking and him like pouring hot sauce on her. Hmm. I thought that was a bit of a kinda strange one to left. Because he just he just shot the gun and ran away, whereas he could just shot the gun and watched it, Benoit wasn't coming towards him, and just watched the whole scene play out, and then he'd be like, oh my gosh, he's still alive. 
I quite oh. enjoyed watching the scenes where you saw them from a different perspective, like when it, like Andy was also in the scene, or Benoit was also in the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the joke of the the smoke-free area. Oh, and the, the clean water. Yeah, because that, that repeated itself later on. Um, can, can you see before this podcast is up, can you please say something in a southern drawl? No. Why not? I'll do it in the next podcast if I get a bit of time to prep. You know you won't, you liar. I'll use it as a hook. I'll do the Black Mirror intro. <laughs> in that way. Okay, sure. I believe trying, in this, yeah. I'm just trying to think if there was anything else in particular. Well, what was your, who was your favourite character out of all the cast? Favourite character? Now you're talking... Um, They weren't. I'd probably Daryl. Why? I just loved him. I just loved when he appeared and just did his thing, like just chilling out, not having a great time, but having a great time. He probably he's probably in it for about ten seconds the whole film. <laughs> I know. Every time he was there, I laughed. I just thought it was hilarious. There was this guy who has nothing to do with the film that was there. So you've got this menagerie of characters and. The one character you really like does has like no screen time. If we're talking about the main cast, Lionel doesn't do anything. Claire's boring. Uh, I can't read that one. Birdie Jay's annoying. Dukes is alright. Andy Whiskey. Dukes a misogynist pig. I probably say Miles Braun just because of how, like how at first glance he did appear. He did appear very successful and like creative, but then you find out he just like steals everybody's ideas and is a bit of a phony. So I probably picked Miles because I thought I thought he gave a really good. Um, I thought the Incredible Hulk gave a very good performance as well. Have you noticed that when I forget an actor's name, I just use a previous character that they've been? Yeah, <laughs> Edward Norton. Yes, Edward Norton. That's the one. I'd probably go Miles Braun then for like the main cast. I'd probably go Kate Hudson or DJ because I just found that everything she said was just so hilarious. Like she's so stupid, but I think it's so funny because she's just so simple. Mm, yeah, and having having to have a personal assistant that makes sure you don't tweet it and, it and silly is just like you could use that. Hey. I keep it clean. I don't say it bad. Ain't no racism written up here. No, okay. uh, no, sir. We'll, we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think overall we succeeded in having a very unstructured Glass Onion style review. Yeah, just full of chaos, but we got to a clear, concise end. All that was missing was doing the our slogan in the middle of the podcast. Oh, yeah, we should. We should make this a middle of the podcast. Be up for that editing job. No. Um should make this middle of the podcast and then we should talk about something else. Why don't we talk about what uh, we're going to be doing next week and when this is going to come out and where people can find us. Okay, that's your job. So we're Seismic Cinema. You can find us on... I always feel like Troy McClure when I do that. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. 
we're going to be more active now, I would say, now that New Year's out of the way. Um, yep. You can find our podcast in video form on YouTube, but also Spotify, because Spotify has video now, which is cool. And you can also find us on audio on Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Good Pods, Amazon, or could I say that? I don't know. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. And next week, we're going to have our good friend James, who came on for the Shutter Island review, which was really enjoyable. And he, he properly schooled us um, with his large amount of insight on the movie. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> And he's going to join us. We're going to do, this is something me and James are really big fans of Black Mirror, which I think is a new season coming out in the hopeful near future. And we're going to rank, there's 22 episodes plus a movie, an interactive movie. So we're going to rank our top 10 episodes. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. As I said at the start, I've been watching, re-watching a few of them. Paul's going to try and watch. I'm going to suggest some to Paul when we're off air that Paul can check out my favorite ones and paul will hopefully join us next week yep i'm kind of wait to get my mind blown that's good twists and turns any black mirror fans watching this comment and tell paul that he should get on it i do love a good social commentary do you want to give any shout outs to any fellow podcasters or anyone before we sign off uh, sure. Been listening to quite a few actually. I was like I saying, I listened to the Star Wars Skinny. He's always good for just deep dives into Star Wars and a good laugh. Um, been listening to if you remember Hans from the MCU episode we did. I remember uh, the book club. Um, we listened to quite a lot of their stuff because, like, see all the, the movies that they review. They're they're like all my jam. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, action movies that I love, like all oh, Arnie movies and things. Um, and yeah, what else was I listening to? Uh, the Nomads of Fantasy. I was listening to theirs because they did one on Andor as well. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> it was quite good, quite balanced. So yeah, well, we've got um, Mando Man- season three coming out in a couple of months. We'll need to rewatch that and do a wee preview if you're up for it. Yeah, yeah. And a special mention to one of our. Kind of biggest supporters, Ollie, the Muddy Dragon 3000. Uh, he always gives us a good support, and I think Glass Onion was one of his kind of uh, favorite movies. He was looking forward to it anyway. I think his Twitter name was like the Glass Onion for a while as well. So, uh-huh, so uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, bud. We mentioned it earlier that James is coming on next week, but hopefully, James is watching this and James. It's time to take the plunge and get your podcast started so we can come on and guest. Yeah, but if you do more successful than us, then we wish you nothing but trouble and strife. Or we'll pick your brains to see how we can replicate that. Or take one of us, ideally not Colin. <laughs> also, Paul, can you send me a wee list each week of podcasts to listen to? Because you're a lot better at finding them than I am. Sure, man. Yeah, ah, that's good. I, will, I shall send you loads because there's plenty. There's so many out there and like, they're so good. Um, yeah, I'll give you a wee, a wee starter pack. Cool. Well, I don't know you, Paul. I really enjoy getting back into the podcast game. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, the week feels a bit more complete, and it's quite cool doing it in a different year, which shows we've done this almost a full 12 months. Yeah, yeah. That's been quite a ride. I remember 
I heard somewhere, I can't remember where I heard it, that 95% of podcasts, like, jack it in after three episodes, so we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. Nah, it's uh, became a real part of the weekly routine, and it ke- keeps me watching interesting films and shows as well. I know, I know. I've uh, got... got uh, I'm quite excited to see what we what we get up to this year, uh, movie-wise, because we've got so many classics that we can do and so many new stuff coming out as well. Quite a good mix. So, yeah, it should be an exciting year. Cool. Um, Paul, do you want to finish off with um, telling the audience our slogan? Uh, the power of idiotic entrepreneurs that have no idea what they're doing but have all the money in the world and can do what they want. And also, it was a re- oh, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say the name of the film. Um, our <laughs> slogan is The Power of Escapism. I've enjoyed escaping reality for a wee hour, and I hope you have too. Yeah.